0: Welcome back to the Wrestling with Altitude podcast. I am your host, Mr. Forthrow, and on this episode with me, I have the one and only, the yoga monster himself, um, Mike Sadel. Mike, how you doing?
1: Hey, Artie. I'm great. Thanks for asking, and thanks for having me on your show.
0: Yeah, no problem. That's uh, great. So, hey, uh, first question out of the shoot. How did you get introduced into this wacky world of professional wrestling?
1: How did I get introduced into pro wrestling? Well, uh, I watched it on TV when I was a kid. And then somehow I think we found a we found a radio show in St. Louis, like a talk AM radio show that only discussed pro wrestling. And uh, they told us that there were small independent shows in St. Louis. And we started going to that. And after that, I was hooked.
0: Oh, cool. Okay, so let um let me uh, backtrack just a little bit. So, when you were watching it as a, a youngster, uh, who who were you watching? Who were your favorites?
1: Uh, I, I was a Stone Cold Steve Austin guy myself. I was uh, I was right in the throes of puberty when Stone Cold Steve Austin was flipping everybody off and drinking beer, and I thought that was so cool.
0: Awesome. Okay. Cool. And so the and then this uh, radio station that you you know introduced you into the independent um, um scene. What was what was that like going to like your first show? What was your thoughts uh, going to that and after you experienced your first show?
1: Oh, it was just the coolest thing ever. I mean, independent wrestling is still really cool in my you know one guy's opinion here. Uh, I think it's really cool, and um, I. I just thought it was amazing that I could sit in a chair and be like three feet away from pro wrestlers who in my mind were all, I mean, they were legends, these dudes.
0: Yeah. Okay. And so, uh, what was the, uh, what was the uh, promotion that you uh, first visited and are, are they still around or?
1: Uh, well, let's oh, see. It was, uh, MRW Midwest Renegade Wrestling. Oh, Okay. And I don't, I don't believe it's still around. But uh, that's kind of the nature of uh, independent wrestling. It's, it's been, there was, uh, it, it's been a rough 20 or so years to try to be an independent promoter, and yeah. I think um, the any independent company that has held on for more than a few years and put on consistent shows, I, I think is. Uh, deserves a lot of credit because there's just so much work that goes into trying to keep a small independent company running that we don't even realize.
0: Oh yeah. Yeah. And I'm going to, I'm going to ask you about that too. I have a, a question for you, but uh, we'll, we'll get into that too. So um, did you make any um uh you know, did you have any favorable moments from your uh, time, you know, as a, as a, uh, as on this side of the ropes, as a fan, you know, did you make any good connections, any people that really stood oh, out dude. for you?
1: Sure. I mean, I I love wrestling. So as a fan, I I sure had a great time. And I think the coolest thing was I went to uh, the first Hell in a Cell Bad Blood in St. Louis. And so I was there when Kane ripped the door off the cage. That was probably my favorite moment from as a kid watching pro wrestling.
0: Oh, cool! Cool! Awesome! All right. So, um, then, uh, what uh, got it in your head that uh, you wanted to uh, give this a shot? Give this a try.
1: I'll tell you, man. It was, uh, it, was a, it was a combination of a lot of factors. One of them being that I finally realized that if I really tried hard at something, that I there's i could be successful i think it uh, it took me a while to, to figure that out but um i figured the the worst that could happen is that i could try and fail um, i saw my brother doing it and being very successful so i figured i would give it a shot
0: all right and um for the listeners out there um do you want to give a little quick shout out to who your brother is
1: oh yeah <laughs> uh, the best wrestler in the entire world you might know him from his time in WWE as Evan Bourne, uh, or you might know him currently uh, on the independent scene or from Impact Wrestling or New Japan Pro Wrestling or Dragon Gate as Matt Fidel. All
0: right. Yeah, cool. Awesome. So, um, you know, getting into the, uh, business, uh, did he, uh, help you out, uh, giving you pointers, advice, you know, just lending an ear basically.
1: Of course. Yeah. And, uh, and he still does actually, uh, when I, when I first started, I mean, he, he's helped me with advice through my whole career. Uh, by the time I really got into, uh, to training, uh, he had already, I mean, he had been wrestling for maybe six years at that point, And I think he, uh, pretty soon thereafter got signed by WWE. So I didn't really get a chance to train in the ring with him for more than, you know, like, uh, the odd seminar here and there uh, until now, I'm actually in Tampa right now. I took, uh, Taking the summer to uh, come down here and train with him, he runs the WWN Evolve School here in uh, in Clearwater. So yeah, he's helped me with advice and um, the the occasional training seminar throughout my career for sure. And, uh, and and now I'm fortunate enough to be able to train with him uh, in the ring for an extended period of time.
0: Oh, very cool, very cool. All right, so uh, uh, so let's uh, get into your your training. Uh, where did you uh, start? Uh, and how was that like uh, getting getting those first steps in?
1: Yeah, so I I started uh, in um, 2007 training with uh, I don't know if you would even call it training, but I knew these guys in Kansas that had a ring in a barn, so I went there and I just kind of practiced bumping, and uh, it was it was very helpful. Um, and the thing was, I so I didn't really learn how to wrestle there. But I was a gymnast, so I could do some. I could do some pretty cool flips. So I just started going to shows and doing like I would help set up the ring, and then I would do like I would say, "Hey, can I help set up the ring?" And then maybe roll around a little bit before the show, and usually promoters were cool about it, or they just wouldn't respond to you know, like I'd send an email and then they wouldn't respond, and I would just go anyway. And <laughs> usually they were cool with it. I mean, you, you kind of have to to. Take the risk, you know. Right. So uh, I would do that, and then I would just do flips in the ring. So I would get booked uh, because they you know, it's cool to watch guys do flips. But uh, it, it wasn't until after I actually started wrestling that I got trained uh, by uh, another wrestler who lived in Kansas City, who happened to be on these shows. And- uh, he saw some potential in me. His name is Mark Sterling. And uh, then I just started riding with him and training with him at the shows every week. So uh, from there, I decided to kind of uh, uh, extend my pro wrestling training. And I started going to the uh, Ring of Honor School in uh, right outside of Philadelphia. So I would go there for several months at a time. And I would come back to Kansas City for a few months and I would go back and forth. And that was a uh, over a period of maybe uh, five or six years, I did that, and then uh, during that time, I was still kind of reaching, and I uh, would see like I, because uh, I really like the promotion Dragon Gate from Japan, so mm-hmm. I would keep an eye on them, and whenever they would have like they would uh, like come to the U.S., I would uh, I would follow them around and beg them for training and uh i went they had they would do a seminar like once a year and i went to to sound like a a training seminar and i would go to i i went to that uh, three years in a row and then finally on the third year um i asked them in japanese if they would please train me in japan and they finally i think they were just sick of me coming around (laughs) so they finally agreed to uh to train me in japan so then. uh, then I started training in Japan with Dragon Gate, and I did that uh, in a kind of a, a similar way that that I did with Ring of Honor, kind of going there for a few months and then coming back to the US and then um, going back when I could uh, save up the money. So, uh, and, and that was uh, 2013 through 2016 when I trained with Dragon
0: Gate. Okay, cool, awesome. Um, so I'm going to ask this because I'm just curious about it. So did, uh, Dragon Gate, um, kind of influence, um, like your move set, your yoga monster character, etc.? or am I just, oh, uh, for sure. Think and, thinking, you know... <laughs> thinking out loud here?
1: Yeah. Well, I, yeah, we we're just talking, uh, you know, it was a, uh, I was doing, uh, a, a rock and roll character and it was just not, it was just not quite me. I mean, I love music. I love playing music. So I thought that would be a good gimmick to go with uh, a good act a a good character Uh, um and it worked okay but uh when i got to japan they started i was uh it had me join a group like dragon gate is always split into uh these these groups of guys uh that um that travel together and Uh, wrestle together. They'll wrestle on the same teams. There's a lot of like multi-man matches and they had me in the group called monster express. And there were, uh, everybody in the group, uh, had uh, a monster name. So, uh, Shingo Takagi, who is now in New Japan Pro Wrestling, uh, he was the, the strength monster. And uh, Akira Tozawa, who was in the group as well, who is you know, um, now in uh, WWE, he was the stamina monster. And I was doing yoga all the time. I have been doing yoga since before I even started wrestling. Uh, so he just started calling me the yoga monster. Ah.
0: And that
1: really seemed to work for me a lot more than what I was doing previously. So I just started thinking, well, if I'm a yoga monster, I guess I should start doing more yoga, and it really, um, it really leveled up my career and my matches. I would say my matches. uh, I became somebody different, um, something that people don't see anywhere else. So yeah, to to answer your question, yeah, Japan and and Dragon Gate had a huge influence on my uh, my character, my act, and uh, my physical uh, what I do in the ring during my matches.
0: Oh, cool! Cool! Awesome! All right. So then, okay. Now I'm gonna. Now I'm gonna ask you about your uh, yoga practice. Uh, how long have you been um, practicing yoga? So I've been
1: uh, stretching for a long time, but I I didn't start what I would call yoga mm-hmm. until uh, I would say the end of 2000. So about a year before I started wrestling. So I started wrestling at the end of 07. I started having matches. Um, I started doing yoga at the end of 06. And I'll tell you the reason I say, it, the difference between, so yoga actually literally um, translated from uh, from its original language means unity. So uh, the unity of mind and body, uh, right. body and breath, um, self and the universe, if you want to get a, a little bit more macro with it. Right. So uh, I've been stretching, but I definitely wasn't, there was uh, no unity. So um, I got a book in 2006 called Yoga for Regular Guys by Diamond Dallas Page, who now does DDP Yoga. So that was kind of his first step into um, the, the the world of promoting yoga. And in this book, he explains how to properly breathe during yoga, and uh, I. I for whatever reason yeah everybody learns in a different way and I'm kind of a a, a visual learner and I, I I learn well through reading so uh, i I tried the um the breathing technique that he talks about in the book and it really works like it opened every like all my postures opened up everything opened up and it also kind of uh it also changed my mindset too so uh, I would say long story short I've been doing uh, yoga
0: for
1: uh, psh- Coming up on 13 years.
0: Oh, all right. Cool. All right. So, um, what is your, uh, favorite, um, I, I've experienced some yoga classes. I'm trying to make sure I get the words right, but what's, what's kind of like your favorite, um, uh, poses or flows or that kind of stuff? Uh, well, so <laughs>
1: there's a lot to choose from, man. I, I, I know. love a lot of the postures. So, <laughs> uh, my, my favorite style of yoga, if you can, Call if you can classify them by style Is I, I do enjoy Bikram style yoga. Okay, uh, it's 105 degrees and it's a 90 minute class, and it's always the same class no matter where you go. If you're taking a, a Bikram class, you always have the same two breathing techniques and 26 postures, uh, and it's uh, it's challenging and uh, but it it's uh, it's amazing and it, it really opens you up. So yeah, I'm
0: a I'm a Bikram guy,
1: and uh, you know postures, I gotta say. I'm uh, I'm partial to the uh, middle splits. Some people might call it the Chinese splits, if you will. Uh, I call it uh, upa vista but that's just because I like to use the terminology right. to, to sound like <laughs> I know more about what I'm talking about than I actually do. Yeah, I I just love that one, and probably because I love it so much, I work on it the most, and that's probably why it's my most um, my most open posture.
0: Yeah, and I th- I think it shows in your matches too. So. If, I, if I, I hope so. See,
1: seeing, I'll tell the, you, man. The secret, the <clears throat> secret I found out after another great thing that I got from Dragon Gate is I found out if I do more yoga, then I don't have to fall down as much during <laughs> the match.
0: That's true. I, I, I would agree with that. I, from, from every match I've watched of yours, I would totally agree with that. So cool. Okay. All right. So I, I, I followed along there. Um, I, like I said, I've taken a few yoga um, classes here and there. I'm, okay. you know, I'm, uh, you know, somewhat a, a little bit, little bit more than a beginner, but, uh, you know, <laughs> so, but, uh, yeah, I, I totally, I totally followed, followed with you there. So. Yeah, and it and it's definitely great. I always feel after uh, great. I always feel great after doing a a class. So, that's it's good. It's good stuff. Okay, so Absolutely. um Yeah. All right. So, um so then um after you um have uh, been uh you know, in your career there after Dragon Gate and Ring of Honor training and stuff like that, you just uh been uh, kind of touring the indies basically now? Ah uh yeah that's a good way to put it well so after i got done with my uh, last tour of
1: dragon gate there was a a, a company that opened up in kansas city okay. that was uh, funded by this millionaire guy that i signed a contract with called nwl okay so uh i kind of thought that was going to take off but uh, it ended up uh just the business didn't work out and he i mean <laughs> dude was legit like legit rich. He bought a bunch of cars for this promotion and uh, plastered his logo on them. He bought a big, uh, really nice training center, which actually was very helpful for me uh, to have a training center close to home. But uh, I think he just, um, he wasn't, uh, he wasn't experienced with the business of pro wrestling. So it just didn't work out. Um, So then since that ended, which was uh, maybe April of Last year? Yeah, April of twenty eighteen. So since then, yeah, I've just been uh wrestling independence here and there.
0: Oh, okay. Yeah, all right. Yeah, so yeah, I, I know a lot of our listeners know uh NWL and of course here me in Colorado, you know, of course a lot of uh, the talent um, you know, appeared in there as well. Um, you know. Yeah,
1: which was awesome. There's so much good talent in Colorado. if you know, the Denver area. I'm so glad that they like I was so happy to see them. With NWL, is unfortunately it didn't work out. I was just so glad to see those guys get more exposure. You know, yeah. I feel that they are are good enough. They certainly deserve it. Uh, and it was it was just a bummer because some of those dudes like moved all the way to Kansas City, right. and then company shut down, and they were kind of out of luck but uh, they've all landed on their feet i mean they're all very talented guys so oh, it's yeah. all worked out for everyone yeah
0: yeah definitely yeah, yeah. and that was one thing i was going to ask you about it, it, from, from sitting on this side nwo i loved the idea that he was thinking of it and i think like you said it just unfortunately some of the things just didn't line up on the on the business side and everybody was kind of um bummed and shocked that they had to close the doors
1: Yeah, I mean, it's one of those things. That's wrestling for you.
0: (laughs) All right. Yeah. Okay. Well, then. uh, So far in your career, have you had? uh, What has been your like most um, uh, like memorable moments that you go and gosh, I can't believe I got to go do that? (laughs) Or do you have a few?
1: So many. (laughs) I mean, pretty much. uh, Already, like almost every time I'm in the ring, I'm thinking that like I can't believe I get to be in this ring and perform and entertain people. Uh, yeah. I, and I've, I've just, Oh, I, <laughs> at the beginning of my career, I just wanted to be a wrestler. So I accomplished that everything since then has been icing on a cake on the cake. And I it really, yeah, I get taken aback quite often. Um, I mean, some some of the highlights that have really made me uh, just have to have to take a deep breath and, and breathe it all in. You know, um, I would say uh, wrestling uh, on a, on a team with my brother and uh, with, with Matt in Dragon in Japan. And then uh, also in uh, in Denver. Mm-hmm. And uh, for for both uh, for Primo's and Lucha Libre Last. And I know you'll you want to talk about that a little bit later. Mm-hmm. Um, those yeah those were big moments for me was teaming with my brother. That was that was really cool. That was really special for me. And uh yeah just <laughs> i think lucha libre laughs is probably and again i won't get i know you I, i'll wait for you to to bring it up later but i just think it's the coolest promotion in the world so i'm um, i just think it's the coolest thing when i get to get in in the ring for them
0: yeah okay all right i was going to um backtrack just a little bit i forgot to ask you uh, so what was your first match like um did you and additionally did you know it was going to be your first match as well Cause sometimes get, uh, those yeah, get sprung on people. my first
1: match was uh, yeah, it was like a battle royal in a one room schoolhouse in Kansas. Oh, and uh, you know, it was uh, it sure was a good time. I sure had fun, and I would say that was my first uh, quote pro unquote match. Okay, I had uh, plenty of backyard matches before that.
0: <laughs> okay, I <laughs> I see, I get you. All right. Okay. Um. So. Um. That's. Uh. Okay. So let's uh, actually kind of roll into. Um, uh, Lucha Libra and laughs,es which is which I know you the most from. Uh, what do you like about it so much? Is it the uh the the environment and this great theater, the running commentary, all of it? I mean, what what uh. What just kind of yeah, bright- I mean, brightens your eye?
1: Everything about it is good. And nothing about it is bad. So one of the things that I like about it is it is different. So uh, pretty much every independent wrestling company will tell you that they are doing something different. And that includes, you know, a lot of companies. Um, I I shouldn't say everyone, but most of them will tell you that that their product is different. But uh, oh, kind of from my perspective, they're all kind of the same uh, with a few notable exceptions. And I think the, the most notable exception, in my opinion, is, uh, is Lucha Libre and Laughs there in Denver. So he's, he's uh, the, <laughs> the, the man who started this. His name is Nick Gossert and he's, uh, he's an idiot savant, I like to call him. <laughs> uh, he's actually uh, um, he's uh, very brilliant about the, the business of comedy and the business of pro. different because it's not just pro wrestling. There is pro wrestling, but there's also comedy. So he'll start the show with a a comedian to to loosen everybody up. And uh, the the comedian will finish his or her set. And then there will be a wrestling match. And after the wrestling match, there will be a comedian and so on and so forth. Until we've had five comedians and five wrestling. And then the, the night ends with a main event of a wrestling match so it's definitely something different and these shows are hilarious so the great thing is you know even with business being up compared to what it was uh five ten years ago in 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 the business of pro wrestling uh it's still not up like like it was like let's say in the uh, late 80s or late 90s so it's still it's hard to uh get people to come to a, a pro wrestling show but this is not just a pro wrestling show. It is an entertainment show. So this is not just for wrestling fans, which is a small segment of the population. This is for people who want to be entertained and want to laugh, which is pretty much everybody. So it's different in that. And the whole show is hilarious.
0: So even when
1: there's not a uh, comedian doing a set, like when you're watching a wrestling match, they have comedians who are doing color commentary on the, the PA speakers in the venue. So they're still making jokes while the wrestling is going on. And the, the two main commentators that they have, Sam Talon and Nathan Lund, are really, really good at what they do uh-huh. because they don't take attention away from the match. They have this uh, really – they're just very talented. They have this style of being able to make jokes when the audience needs to laugh and get serious – when the, the tone of the match starts to change to something a little bit more serious. So uh, the, the, just all around, it's a completely different type of product than, uh, than any other wrestling product you'll see out there.
0: Right. Yes, I, I totally agree. Uh, Nick Gossard has uh, many times said, you know, this is just like uh, Triple L is just like a big party. Come party with us is how he kind of explains it.
1: Yeah, yeah, it a it's a big party, dude. Everybody's having a good time, yeah. and it's yeah, it's in a, a very cool. It's um, it's in a in a cool area of Denver. Like uh I think it's called Berkeley or the Highlands. I mean, it's kind of in in you could associate it with both of those uh, areas. So it's in a cool area where once you're done with the wrestling show, you still want to party. There's plenty of places to go and have a party. Yeah, but it's a it's a, it's a big party in the Oriental theater for sure. All
0: right. So, uh, I want to ask you about the, uh, running commentary during the matches. Has anything, um, gotten, gotten to you, you know, where you've just kind of gone, gosh, I can't believe they said that, you know, either, you know, you know, right before your match or, you know, during the match or you, you know, during the match, are you just concentrating on, uh, trying to, uh, you know, flow the match real well? Well, yeah, I mean,
1: my my primary focus is, is on the match and on my opponent, but I, I do hear the uh, the, um,
0: the commentators,
1: and depending on how much noise there is with the crowd and how much noise there is going on in the ring with us falling down and stuff, sometimes I can, sometimes I can't. Sometimes I can't. I, you know, I couldn't put my finger on any one specific thing that's made me say, you know, "Holy cow, I can't believe they said that." But I know on several occasions I have heard them, and they have just cracked me up, and I have to do. My best, just not to crack up physically in front of everyone.
0: Right, I get you. I get you. Cool. Uh, so um, then, I want to ask you about your um, your one of your finishing moves, or at least you know, I think your finishing move about uh, with the uh, yoga mat. How how did uh, you develop that? Because it's very unique. Oh uh, yeah,
1: I call that the yoga salt. Right. So again, for, for listeners who aren't familiar. This is, uh, if you can imagine a moonsault, if you know what that is, it's a, in, in gymnastic terms, we would call that a three quarters, uh, back layout from the top rope to the, to the mat. What I do is I, I hop up to the top rope with my yoga mat rolled up. And as I jump off in my moonsault, the yoga mat unfurls, and then I land on top of the yoga mat on top of my opponent. So how did that happen? I tell you, man, <laughs> I former gymnast I can do some flips right but I'm just I'm not the best flipper like there was a little while there where I was doing the shooting star press this is years ago but it was like my brother does the shooting star press better why would I do it yeah I can do a moonsault but you know honestly it's not the most it's not the prettiest yeah Lonnie Valdez has a beautiful moonsault I I just I can't really compete with that so what do I do I have to find something that that works for me. That I do. That nobody else does, or that nobody can do better. Well, it doesn't make any sense for anybody else in the world to jump off and do a backflip with a yoga mat because nobody else is the yoga monster. I'm the only one.
0: Right.
1: So right. Uh, it it just made sense to me as uh, as um, as something that I could do that that nobody else would do, and therefore nobody's going to do it better than I will. <laughs>
0: Cool. Cool. All right. I was, I was just very cool. Cause it is, it is one of the most unique finishers that I've ever seen. So yeah, uh, I, thanks, I, I, I love it. It, it. It's, it's pretty. I wish I could, uh, I, I don't have a professional camera. I wish I could take better pictures of it, but it's so cool. So well, thank you. Yeah. You know,
1: i tell you, uh, I did get inspiration for that. There was a, you're probably familiar with Arya Divari. He wrestles on, uh, for WWE on 205 live. Yeah. And, um, he had a he had a finisher called the he had a, a move that he did from the top rope. It was a splash, and he still does the frog splash. But before he got to WWE, he would bring a magic carpet up there, and it uh, was just it was a it was a rug that like you would see Aladdin fly around on in, in the movie, and uh, and he would do it with the frog splash with that. And I thought that's cool, but I can't just do a frog splash with a yoga mat. Dude's already doing that move just with a carpet. I would just be straight up stealing it. Well, what is awesomer than a frog splash? A backflip. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so uh, I just kind of took his idea and tweaked it and used it for my own gimmick. And now I'm doing something that nobody else does.
0: Cool. All right. Um, so, hey, so the next question is the uh, yoga mat. Uh, a little bit shorter, just so that you can pull the mood up, move off a little better, or is it like standard length?
1: Absolutely, just regular size yoga mat.
0: Okay, I just was curious, <laughs> just made, just yeah. just saying. I I, did, I had I had faith in you that you were able to pull it off, but I just was kind of curious because you know there's some regular nice... size
1: yoga mat, custom airbrushed.
0: Yeah, <laughs> definitely custom airbrush. Okay, so speaking of airbrush and and. Um, uh, popping like especially like your uh, ring gear your ringer tire um, you recently uh, somewhat recently the last few months uh, went out to uh, Las Vegas for Impact Wrestling's um, tapings I think it was probably two or three Ooh. tapings ago uh, how was that experience because you actually made it onto the actual Impact show and I, yeah, I it was I, a blast man I, I, I saw it. you I saw you and the, what popped was your ring attire your your uh, ring attire just pops on TV especially
1: Oh, thanks. Yeah, we can thank uh, we can thank old uh, my friend uh, Corey McDowell up there in uh, Des Moines, Iowa, for making that gear for me. She's really talented, and uh, my brother's making me a new set of gear now that I think is really going to pop. He makes gear uh, now, and uh, he's, I mean it's it's next level. Yeah, Corey is awesome, and. Uh, yeah, the, the whole experience it, uh, out there in Vegas was uh, a lot of fun. Uh, so they had, uh, so Impact had a tryout there um, at the. Uh, there's a, a local group there called uh, Future Stars Wrestling (FSW),
0: right. and
1: Impact Wrestling held a uh, a tryout at uh, at their at the FSW facility. And I guess they liked me uh, enough to decide to to use me in, in the tape in the TV tapings later that weekend. So I was uh, I was fortunate enough to. Um, to be around for that and, and to be chosen to um, to go on TV for them. I was really, really happy about that. And, uh, yeah, it was a big weekend for me, man. Was, uh, and then a day later, uh, I was booked for as, as an extra um, in WWE in, uh, in Kansas City. So I had to hustle back to Kansas City. And uh, I was fortunate enough to then be used wearing the same gear, which I hadn't washed uh, on 205 Live.
0: Oh, yeah. So, so, yeah, so there you go. I mean, people, you can uh, see them on uh, national TV as well. So, all right. Okay, so uh, let's, uh, um, what do you, um, so let's, uh, before we get into, like, the near future, uh, w- what are your uh, plans for the far future? Do you have anybody, like, you have your eye on that you'd like to get on in the ring with? Anywhere, anytime, anyhow? <laughs>
1: You know, I tell you, man, I, I can't say that I really have any, uh, my eye on the, the far future. I try to, I mean, in general, like with, with life, I, um, I just kind of, it's like, I take, I take life day by day, mm. moment by moment and breath by breath. I just kind of, it's like each moment is, is a wave and I'm just surfing each wave from, from the crest of one to the crest of the next. so, um, I, 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 try not to, I, I, I just, it, it, I just generally don't look too far to the future. So what, what wrestling holds for me in the future, I, I you know, who knows? Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I can tell you, yeah, there, there's some people that I would definitely love to get in the ring with. Um, i love to get in the ring with my brother more. That's for sure. Yeah. Um, uh, because we just haven't had too many opportunities for that, but now things are opening up, um, in, in that regard, uh, there are so many guys in Denver that I would love to wrestle. So for, you know, I'm fortunate enough to be able to, I've wrestled, uh, Caleb crush there before, and I'll be wrestling him again, coming up here soon. So I'm really happy about that. I love working with him. Um, uh, that is to say, I love wrestling him. And uh, I'll be, I get to work, I get to uh, wrestle Kikaro from Japan, and he is awesome. So I'm looking forward to that. I feels mean, like pretty much anyone that's been on a Lucha Libre Laugh show, I want to get in the ring with and wrestle. Uh, Nick uses some really talented people. So, I, I mean, it's, it's hard to say. I, and there's nobody there that I wouldn't want to get in the ring with. There's a, just so many of those guys. I mean, anybody in the locker room, pick them out. That's who I want to get in the ring with.
0: Oh, cool. Cool. All right. Well, okay. Well, before we uh, uh, start to uh, wrap this up, I want to ask you one question about, so the uh, uh, Triple L had recently had their uh, anniversary show and you got to team up with your brother against uh, the 1%, right? Yeah, old and Royce. Yeah, how was how was that? And I mean, were you? I mean, I mean, I I thought that was a great matchup. I mean, I mean, Nick really put some thought into put these matches together for especially for the anniversary show.
1: you know what? He puts so much energy into that product, and it shows. Right? I mean, it's an awesome product. So. Yeah, yeah, and and definitely as a as a as a booker, the guy who books the matches, he is uh, he's very talented. So yeah, it was it was an awesome experience. So of course, you know, uh, it's always awesome to be able to team with my brother. However, um, frequent or rare that may be, I I just I'm always very um, very appreciative to be able to team with him, and uh, it was pretty awesome wrestling the one percent so you know Jarrell and Royce probably most people listening to this podcast have heard of them but mm-hmm. if you haven't uh you know so Jarrell Nelson and Royce Isaacs are um, two wrestlers based out of uh, Los Angeles uh, originally Royce is from Denver but now they they're both uh, based out of Los Angeles right. and they are like next level so I I feel like for a lot of guys the uh, kind of the, the label of independent wrestler it carries with it certain baggage, like maybe uh, like uh, the, the stereotype of maybe not good enough to be uh, a, a contracted pro wrestler. Uh, but these guys, and I can tell you from experience of being in the ring with them, uh, they are every bit as good uh, or better than um, any contracted wrestler that, that I've ever been in the ring with. And these guys are sharp and they're on top of it. And they're also both just, just monstrous and mm-hmm. and uh, they go to the gym a lot so yeah. they look great uh but they're also just really talented they have good minds for wrestling i think mm-hmm. um know, yeah, i've wrestled uh royce in, in singles competition uh several uh, a handful of times before right. and those are some of my favorite matches i uh, think yeah, he was probably like my second singles match when i when i came to lucha libre laughs uh back in like 2015 2016 and uh He's just he's just super talented, and so and that was the first time I'd been in the ring uh, with his partner, Jarrell. and Jarrell is awesome too. I mean, I see why they're uh, together. I was we we're hanging out one time, and somebody was somebody asked them like, why did you guys team up? Did you know, how did that work? And they're just they it, it, the answer was something to the effect that like, well, we're both just pretty good wrestlers, so we tried teaming up, and then we we're even better as a team, <laughs> and it makes sense to me. I mean, they're a really really good team.
0: Yeah, yeah. I, I got to uh, I've interviewed uh, Royce uh, many times and the uh, second to last time that he was here I interviewed him uh, again and I asked him that same question and that's basically pretty much what what he said about <laughs> uh, getting teamed up with Jarell and it it works. So, um so I, yeah, I, does. I would you know have... Royce is Jewish. Yeah. <laughs> and well, Mazel Tov and Shalom to my Jewish friends out there, including <laughs> Royce Isaacs. <laughs> yeah, so um so I, I would would I would top on to what you said is um, you know that instead of being a uh, independent uh, wrestler, both those guys are just professional wrestlers, plain and simple.
1: Yeah, I think that's a good way to put it. Yeah, you're right. Yeah.
0: Okay. All right. So let's uh, talk about the uh, near future that we have coming up here uh, very shortly, in about little less than little more than a week, little less than two weeks, and that's um, uh, Triple L's uh, Summer of Sleeze show uh, on uh, yeah. in uh, August second, um, I believe. And you've got a match yeah. uh, coming up. Uh, so who, who do you got uh, in across the ring there from you in this this? Oh, yeah, yeah. So I
1: touched on this earlier. Very excited about this. I will be wrestling for the title that was, in my opinion, stolen from me by Caleb Crush <laughs> in a triple threat. So I'll be wrestling the champion Caleb Crush in a match also with uh, Japanese wrestler Kikitaro. It, uh, it should be a lot of fun. So the... And again, one of the great things about Lucha Libre Laughs is it doesn't take itself too seriously, but the wrestlers take themselves seriously at the right times. So Kick-Saro, I mean, he'll call himself a comedy wrestler, and that's true. He does a lot of hilarious things. I mean, he's just a hilarious dude in general, but he also knows when to get serious and uh, when to turn off the volume. So I'm looking forward to that. I've never been able to wrestle him before, so I'm really looking forward to that. And then Caleb Crush is uh, super talented. And he's dude, dude has been wrestling for like 20 years or something. I mean, he is wrestling before he went through puberty. So yeah. he's, uh, and I, you know, I, I think he's still working on that puberty thing. <laughs> <laughs> so he's, uh, um, he, he's, uh, he's very smart and experienced in wrestling and, um, really capable too. And we've got this thing going where he kind of, uh, I was wrestling uh, somebody else. I was defending my title against Anaya, another amazing Denver talent. Mm -hmm. And at the last moment, then Caleb Crush came in and cashed in his, uh, his opportunity to uh, wrestle for the the title when we were both down. And uh, he was able to kind of sneak in there and and steal the title from me. So we've got uh, that story going, things are really heating up and I'm I'm looking forward to uh, um, kind of putting uh, the the exclamation mark on the end of that story.
0: Yeah. I gotcha. Yeah. And you are, um, if I'm not mistaken, you were the longest, uh, reigning, uh, triple L champion in history, right? Yeah,
1: man. I don't know how that happened, but <laughs> yes. Yeah. Uh, and I was, you know, I was very, uh, Hey, every time I walked out, Hey, Honestly, every time I walk out on the power of my own two feet, whether I win or lose, I'm thrilled. Uh, but uh, you know, it was, a, it, it was a special thrill every time to to walk out with a belt. So um, I, I would love to have that feeling again. I'd love to uh, to um, get a little bit of revenge coming up here on Caleb Crush, and who knows, my uh, my second reign may be longer than the first. Wow. I think, yeah, the first was maybe like 530 days or something, just more than more than necessary. <laughs> I was just, I was like, when, when is this going to happen? When's it, when's the other issue going to drop?
0: So yeah. it finally did. I see. I gotcha. Okay. All right. Well, um, Mike, I really appreciate you, uh, coming on the show, but before I let you go, uh, if people wanted to follow up with you on uh, social media where they could, they do that.
1: Oh, sure. So yeah, thanks for having me. It's been a pleasure. Thanks for having me talk about myself. One of my favorite topics. <laughs> And yoga, my number one favorite topic, <laughs> and uh, and wrestling. So I really had a a, a good time talking with you. Uh, the best uh, way to find me on social media is on Twitter at Yoga Salt Y O G A S A U L T or on Instagram, which is also at Yoga Salt.
0: No, that's that's plain and simple. So yeah, if you can remember Yoga Monster, what is his move? Yoga Salt. There you go. You got it. All right, once again, uh, Mike, I appreciate you uh, coming on, and I guess I will uh, see you in uh, a short little while.
1: It was was, uh, my pleasure. Thanks, Artie.
0: Once again, a big thank you to the yoga monster, Mike Seidel, for coming on to this episode of the Wrestling With Altitude podcast and introducing himself to all of our listeners and letting them know just a little bit more about him. Uh, Once again, catch him on uh, Friday, August 2nd for the Lucha Libre and Laughs Summer of Sleaze show. He's going to be in action, like he said, with the triple threat for the Lucha Libre and Laughs championship against uh, the champ, Caleb Crush and Kikitaro. So that's what's going to be fun. I've, this, I'm excited about this match as well as the rest of the card that night. Need to get tickets for that? Uh, just hit up uh, Lucha Libra and laughs.com website or you can search them on Facebook or the Oriental website I believe also has a link to it as well. But before we get on to any more further, hey let's do the quick week in review of what I got to experience this week in the pro wrestling area and that was of course uh, rocky mountain pro starting the weekend off last thursday with their charged episode uh, going into setting up for supercharged seven of course if you are not in the area you can always catch them on Twitch, uh, Fight TV, as well as I believe their episodes eventually get up on their YouTube channel as well. So and then on uh, Saturday went down to Colorado Springs for uh, Iron Hills Championship Wrestling Tesla's Revenge. Uh, they had a little bit of shakeup on the card. Uh, a couple people couldn't uh, make it, so they rearranged a couple of matches. Uh, overall, I believe the show uh, came off really good. I uh, got to see some uh, people that I have not before. And then, of course, some people I've seen just uh, less, little less than a handful of times. So it's always great to see um, not necessarily the uh, local talent that we get to see in a lot of other shows. But it's also good, you know, and, and seeing the out-of-town talent that came in. I believe they said the, uh, was it the uh, Bomb Squad um they uh, came 18 hours to uh, get there. And I've uh, seen uh, Randy, I believe, uh, once before at the uh, Primos uh, um, Omega uh, 9 tournament. And then I got to see some other people in action. As well as, of course, all of my favorites. And uh, just a quick uh, shout out. I'm just excited uh, for uh, Jimbo Lucas to uh, bring out Mr. Loco to get into that Cowboy James Hunter. That's going to be crazy. Uh, that uh, strong style uh, or junior heavyweight uh, championship belt, I guess I should say, is um, just changing hands just as quickly as anybody can get it, their hands on it. So. Uh, I'm just really loving it. So loving this uh, feud between Jimbo Lucas and uh, the Cowboy James Hunter. Um, so that's it for the uh, review for this week. But let's talk about what we got coming up. Of course, we are starting the week wrestling weekend off with Rocky Mountain Pro Supercharged 7 from the Jefferson County Fairgrounds in Golden, Colorado at the quarry. If you need to get tickets, RMPWrestling.com. Of course, you can also uh, watch uh, online. I believe you can go to uh, RMPWrestling.com/slash/watch. I believe or live. I forget, but I believe the link is up there. But if you're in town, you need to go just plain and simple to the events. And then, um, you know, basically, this whole weekend is Rocky Mountain Pro, as far as I know. I don't have anything else on my calendar that I'm aware of. So then uh, Friday night, uh, we're going to get Rack House Rowdy, uh, Rocky Mountain Pro, going to the Rackhouse in Denver. Of course, this is a free event now. Uh, just go ahead and what they ask is to go ahead and spin those dollars, turn those dollars around to buy drinks, food at the bar, and then maybe even throw... Uh, A couple dollars towards uh, your favorite professional wrestler there. Buy a t-shirt, buy a picture, etc. Then Rocky Mountain Pro is evading Romero's on Saturday this weekend up in Lafayette, Colorado. And that's going to be always fun. Great venue, the outdoor venue there. Different experience and... I believe uh, even though Colorado, we're having a little bit of a heat wave here and there, it has now finally been cooling off in the evenings. So this should be a really nice event. I don't think it's going to be too hot or too cold. It m- might be actually pretty perfect. Once again, if you want to get tickets uh, to any of these events, simple as going to rmpwrestling.com, scrolling down to the ticket section or the event section, and you can purchase your tickets uh, there, of course, they are always cheaper if you buy them in advance. So, hey, that's it for me this week. But before I go, want to, of course, thank the Trending Topics Network for hosting this show. And if you like this show, subscribe or stay subscribed to this feed, and you can catch other great shows such as All Beer Inside, Old School at the Movies, and Wrestling Cheers. But I want to thank you all for listening and having fun wrestling with altitude.